Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We have the always sexy artist, formerly known as Sasha Daygame, now goes by Alex Lazarev, or many other names. What do we call you, sir? I don't even know anymore. And since my <laughs> spiritual awakenings, it's just, uh, am I even a person? Is any of this even real? Why, why even use a name? I, are we even uh, here right I now? Guess, yeah. Are we even here? Is this even <laughs> happening? Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that later. Uh, but yeah, Alex Lazarev was my comedy name, my birth name. And then uh, when I got into the pickup and seduction, pretty hardcore, you know, I didn't want to have some, you know, weird pseudonym like Red Dragon. I didn't want to, some woman walks up to me and be like, why did that guy call you Red Dragon? And then I'd be like, um, I like dragons. No, that'd be strange. So I just went with Sasha, which is actually short for Alexander in the Russian language. And I have a Russian background. So it all made sense. And day game, obviously, because I like running around and flirting with girls. So there you go. So your real last name isn't day game. It's time. not. Yeah. What a shocker. <laughs> what a coincidence. He's good at day game. His last name is day game. He must. Well, I, mean, that, I, mean, that, I mean, that would really God's be, gift. that would really be being yeah. born into an industry, right? Of course he's good at it. His last <laughs> name is day game. Of course he's running around. What do you think? Of course. You know, <laughs> it's his fucking name. There's a lot of like sports players that have shit like that. Like, uh, well, you saying Bolt, right? Like fastest runner. I mean, with the last name Bolt, you got to be fast. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, no, it makes sense. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Um, so, fuck. We've we've known each other since forever. Um, and just to give uh, the listeners kind of a background, um, um, I, I guess I think it'd be cool to start your story kind of around. Well, first, I have to thank you for making me uh, quite rich for a little while from Bitcoin back in uh, 2015 or 16. I think I spoke at your um, your Infinite Man Summit, which was uh, right around the time of the uh, Narcopulco event. And I was like, oh, these guys in Bitcoin, I should, I should pick some of these things up. And then a few years that's later, right, they right. skyrocketed up that's to right. 20K. I, I, went, I, I, I knew about it. I knew about it from when it was around... Uh... $42 because my friend was t- my one really smart friend. Everyone's got that one friend who like tells them early. Say, hey, bro, you, you should get something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And I managed to get yeah. it at around 150 and I knew it was good, but I didn't go public about it, you know? And then at, when, mm-hmm. when it was around 600, I went, you know, I should probably tell everybody. So all my, everybody gets rich, not just my few friends. So I just went public on YouTube. And I think that's around where it was at that, somewhere around that time. It was in, in the hundreds of dollars. It wasn't in the thousands of dollars back then. So yeah, it wasn't a bad time. Yeah, it wasn't a bad time <laughs> to get in. That's when he told me, and I picked up a few, so that was nice. Um, and um, it was a couple of years after that when I guess you kind of stopped doing a lot of the coaching you've been doing, a lot of the dating stuff, right? And um, I think you moved down to what Ecuador. Um, so you know, start yeah. start the story around that time, or wherever wherever you want to start it from. Um, Cause it'd be cool to talk about, you know, your, the spiritual awakening you went through and a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, and then I, you know, it's just, just start your story wherever sure. you want. Start your story wherever. <laughs> Fuck it. Go for it. Fuck so it. I guess, I guess the, the thing, uh, I, I should say is that, um, I had a really shitty start 
it was a really crappy start for me in life. And that's actually the reason not, now that I had a lot of time working on myself and waking up and doing a lot of healing. Now I can look back and understand why I went so hardcore into like, you know, pickup and seduction and having to sleep with all these women, all this kind of stuff. I was really overcompensating uh, in, in a really, really big way. Um, and I was trying to heal this, this uh, massive amount of um, disconnection and fear and uh, pain that I had with, with the feminine, right, with women because of my childhood. My mom was, uh, had serious problems. She had a lot of trauma she picked up from her mom who got it from being in, uh, you know, it's in Soviet, the Soviet Union during World War II. So a lot of generational trauma. My mom had no skills, didn't know how to raise a kid. She had a lot of anger. So, so me growing up, it was literally just psychological abuse all the time. She was just yelling at me all the time, telling me I'm no good, telling me I'm gonna be a garbage man, throwing shit at me. Like, I, like she would just have these big Russian boots and she would just launch them at my head fast. And I was, I was, like, I was like Neo in the Matrix at, you know, at, at six years old. It was really, really traumatic. Um, the, the only plus point was I got really good at dodgeball at school. So I was like dodgeball champ for years. None of the kids could, could touch me. They'd throw like a plastic ball at me. I'd be like, what, bro? That's all you got? That's all you got, a ball? And I would catch it and they'd be out and it would be great. The kids these days, they don't even know what dodgeball is. It's too aggressive. They're not even allowed to play it. But um, So it was, it was a crappy childhood. So I, I was really, you can I, dodge a ball, right? That's it. That's what I'm saying. Um, but it was bad. She bought me like the worst clothes. She, you know, you know, I had the shitty, like, you know, other kids have Nikes. I'd have like China made in China brand shoes. I, I silver shoes. I'd have track pants. Uh, she didn't tell me to brush my teeth. She didn't tell me like to take a shower every once in a while. Like I was a stinky, weird kid who was socially awkward. Um, and the kids just made fun of me. I was just that super weird kid with no friends. I'd have like one friend honestly. I'd have one friend. My dad, I didn't have a father figure because my father ran away from my crazy ass mom when I was like three years old. So I was just stuck in the, with this woman who was just kicking the shit out of me. And so it's not really a big shocker uh, that, you know, later in my later years, I had zero confidence with anybody and certainly with women, right? Because I would see women as my mom and I'm like, they're going to abuse me. They're going to yell at me. They're going to treat me like shit. So I just, you know, so whenever I'd be around women, even if I had this huge crush, you know, I was very heterosexual, love women, love women. Ever since I was a kid, I'd have crushes on girls. It was amazing. But I just, I would be around them and I'd just be so needy and so scared and just so like, Aah. and they would just like, be like, get away, from, get away from me. You're fucking weird. So, so that, that was basically my upbringing. And so I really, I really get it when guys like just can't connect with women and they don't have that confidence. I get it. I came from zero confidence, zero charisma, zero ability to connect. Like I was so pissed off and angry at women in general because of my, my childhood. So, so yeah, so no shock when I got older. I was absolutely just shitty uh, at that. And I had to start at, at, at level zero, really. And that's why I got so hardcore into, into, the, into the pickup and all this kind of stuff. Because I'm like, okay, I, I got to get some chicks in my life. They don't like me. I got to figure out what's going on here. And I spent, year, you know, I spent from 2005 till pretty much 2015 full-time chasing girls, teaching the courses, you know, everything full-on. And you were there for some, some of that and with James and all the other crazy cats sure. and Keegan and mm -hmm. everybody. Um, so it was a really, really great adventure. It was wonderful. Um, I should say before that, before I really got into that, I got into stand-up comedy at 17. So that to a degree helped build up my confidence because I could get up on a stage and tell jokes and I was getting that, that feedback from the audience. So I, I learned to hold myself on that stage and make an impression and be funny. And so I, I got good at that. But even having that stand-up comedy skill set, which is amazing, I was still terrified of women, right? That didn't, that didn't help me flirt with girls and, and be sexual. And you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it's, it's, it helped right. to a degree. And that helped me when I started doing day game. I could walk up to a girl and be like, hey, how's it going? Because the rejection wasn't, wasn't scary for me anymore because I've had an audience of 500 people not like me. So I'm saying, so one girl, pff, whatever. 
but but I still didn't right. know how to connect, how to show. Like, how do you how do you connect with someone authentically if you don't know who you are? You don't know what you stand for. You don't know as a man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's difficult to connect. Yeah. So it still took me a long time to really to, to really get that down. Um, but I but I did. It took a long time, but I did. And throughout throughout that time doing the pickup, I you know I was also getting into. Eventually, I got into uh, working on myself. So plant medicines and meditation and reading a lot of spiritual books and uh, following spiritual gurus. And around 2015, I had this. Uh, critical moment where I was literally on, I said this to James the other day, joking around. I was teaching a boot camp and I'm listening to a guy in a microphone and he's being really awkward talking to a chick. And I'm just like, Oh God, this is, Oh man. Why is he say, why is he saying that? That's not, I didn't tell him to say that, you know, just, just one of those bad ones. And I just had this right. moment of clarity where I, where I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't my highest excitement anymore. I don't want to be doing, <laughs> I don't want to be doing this. And at the same time I was really blossoming in my, in my spiritual path and just waking up. And so I, uh, and so I really made the decision then of say, okay, I'm still going to teach social freedom and self-love and healing and all the stuff and do men's events, all the stuff I love doing. But that aspect of going out and listening to guys talk, so I'm done with that. I don't want to, I don't want to be doing that anymore. And that's when I went hardcore spiritual awakening. And that's when some freaking crazy shit started happening. That, that's when it really was un unbelievable. And, uh, and as I've learned, as you set your intention on any goal and you really you put your action into it, you actually put energy behind it. The universe aligns to make it happen, whatever, whatever it is that you actually want. So from, from that point, things got really, really crazy. So I don't know if any specific questions around that journey or that, but that, that's really when things got insane. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause, um, I had a experience of, of similar sorts. Well, sounds like, but right around that time, um, we were hanging out a bit in LA. You took me to a Bashar event, which was very cool. Um, so yeah, give us like the nitty gritty on how you got into it, you know, how you kind of transitioned. Because I see this a lot um, in the personal growth space. You know, people get into, especially in, in pickup and dating, guys get into dating and they do that for a while and then they start to see kind of the bigger picture and they get more involved in spirituality, awareness, consciousness. Um, so that that turning point for you happened in 2015. What happened after that? Yeah. So so basically, I'd been at that point. I'd been into personal development and you know my confidence and uh, all, connecting with women, all, all this kind of stuff. So it was really personal personal growth. But there was a shift there, and I was doing healing. I was healing myself. All that trauma I was talking about, you know, healing myself. But what happened in 2015 is I just I started waking up on another level much deeper. And so I've realized, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm a ripe old age of 41 now. So I've, I've, re I've, you know, I've realized a few things and I've had time to figure some stuff out. And so there's different levels of awakening, right? There's, there's, there's personal healing, like awakening to that. Hey, we're all traumatized. You know, when we're born, the things they do to us in the hospital, you know, circumcision. Oh my God extremely traumatizing, pulling you away from your mother right away, dropping things in your eyeballs. You know, it's trauma and it's, it's on purpose. Right? You, you start to realize we live in a trauma-based control system on purpose because beings that are traumatized, they're disempowered, they're less in their sovereignty, they're less in their heart, they're less able to connect. When you chop that dick off, bro, you can't connect to human beings as well because you're traumatized. And physically, you can't actually have as much intimacy with a woman. You can't feel as much love because you're traumatized physically and emotionally. It's, it's, it's very much done consciously on purpose. So we're traumatized. So that healing journey uh, physically and emotionally is a big one. And that's one I've been on for, for quite some time. So that's one journey of awakening. There's another journey of awakening, yeah. which I probably won't get into in, in this call because it's a whole different thing, but the journey of awakening to what is this world? Who's actually running the show? What are these systems? Who, who, what are governments? 
Who controls the financial system? Where does money come from? Who's actually pulling the strings? Who controls the mainstream media? Why is it if you watch a, an announcement comes on one uh, mainstream media news source, they're actually reading from a script on all those other news channels too, hundreds of them. Well, who's writing that script? What is this, what, what is this, what is this world we're living in? Who's running the show? That's another big awakening. I've been on that one since from around 2009. That's a big one. And that involves a lot of conspiracy mm-hmm. stuff and stuff that actually, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, we'd have to get into to all that stuff. But for people who want to know, it's a big rabbit hole and, and they can find out. And that's, that is an awakening that's happening now because with certain agendas that are being pushed out now, you can actually see, wait, something funny's going on here. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, there's a virus, but you got to shut sure. down the global economy and ha- lose everybody millions of jobs. Really? That a virus is about as bad as a cold? Right. Something, fu- something fishy is going on. Something's not right here. You know, so people who want to go down that rabbit hole, really, they're, they're, we can't go back to normal unless we get an injection that you guarantee us is safe, even though a lot of people have been paralyzed and killed by injection. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what the fuck's uh, going on here? I want to drop a link so- to, the, uh, to your music video from that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a funny video about that. So, so that's, that's one journey of awakening. And, and I want to emphasize, you know, it, it, it's not for everybody. Some people might hear me talking to stuff and say, oh, whatever, I don't really care about that. And, it's not interesting. and that's fine. You don't have to wake up. But, yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, though, you're not living in the real world if you don't. You see what I'm saying? Because if you really don't understand, at least on a basic level, who's running, the, you can get sucked into people's agenda and just thinking, oh, well, it has to be that way because, you know, so you're ignorant. So ignorance is not the, the solution, I don't think. But that's one, of, that's one big awakening I've been on for about 12, 11, 12 years now. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the big one that's really my focus, this is my passion, is the spiritual awakening. And that awakening, and again, not, you know, some people dabble and people think, oh, yeah, I'm spiritual. I do a little bit of yoga or I meditate. So it has nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. It's nice to meditate, clears your mind, you can get more present with people. It's a good, nice, great tool, fantastic. Yoga, sure, you can exercise, it's nice, you meet people, whatever. But actually, the real point of yoga, which people are not aware of, the point of yoga is so that you could have a physical strength in your body to such a degree where you could hold a yoga pose for hours on end and still your mind in that pose and reach spiritual enlightenment. That's the point. Not, oh, I felt good. Yeah, bro, I did a hot yoga class. Feels awesome. No, it's not about that. It's about spiritual enlightenment. Now, what is spiritual enlightenment? And even as I say this, less than one in 10,000 people will be interested in this. But maybe one of them, but I think we're in a time where more and more people are, are actually really getting into it. So the real thing, the real spiritual enlightenment is waking up to the ultimate truth, answering the ultimate question. What am I? Who am I? What is the meaning? What is the purpose of life? What am I doing here? But ultimately, truly, what, what am I? That is, that, is, that is really the question. What is, what is all this? What's going on here? Um, and so there are very few beings who have gone all the way and, le- and reached that level of consciousness, unity with, with source, unity with God, all, all that is, you know, con- like that, that level. Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, uh, and there's a few other, there's a few other beings that, that are uh, incarnated now that are pretty fucking high level. Uh, Ajishanti is an enlightened master. Muji is an enlightened master. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. But there's a handful. There's literally a handful of beings that are all that are all the way there. For the rest of us mortals, we can have big uh, experiences of of awakening to that truth. And a lot of people are having those, right? Some people will just take a big dose of mushrooms, and maybe for ten minutes they're like, "Holy fuck, we're all connected. We're all wha- holy shit." Holy. And then of course, you know, it goes away, and you go back to normal. And then like three weeks later, people are, "Hey, what happened?" You're like, "Yeah, it was really cool." But you know, it's kind of fades, and you know, you go back to being an, an asshole, right? right? Um, but more right. and more people are having these awakenings, whether it be through plant medicines and, and, you know, yada, 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 different experiences. You can have these without drugs too. breath work, meditation, yoga. Some people go mountain climbing 
and at that peak of a mountain, they get up there and, and they just feel, they just have this oneness. There's a, that, that famous astronaut, I think it was, um, was it the first or second man that went out in space? Anyway, it was a, quite a famous story. He went up into space and as he was up there in space and he looked at planet Earth, he just, it just hit him like the magic that him, this soul, the spiritual being is, was incarnated and billions of us all at once were incarnated on this planet that's hurling through fucking space. And he saw it and he just had this moment of holy shit, enlightened. He had like an enlightenment experience, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. so, so more and more humans are having these experiences. But, but the thing is, if you set your intention as a human being that you want to wake up, that you, as a, and, and you start understanding that you're not a monkey, you're not this, you're not this person, you're a spiritual being, your energy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Uh, it, it, you want to know the truth of, of reality. And you got to realize there are certain spiritual laws. There, there are. Things do work a certain way regardless of our, what our theories or our opinions as human beings. Example, in our five-sense reality, just what we can see here, and obviously there's way more going on than we can see here, right? But in our five-sense reality, gravity, it works. Does it matter if you or me, Robbie, believe in gravity? Does it matter if you and me go, I don't really believe, I don't, I don't think I really resonate with the gravity. I don't think so. Well, go up on that mountain over there and jump off it. Okay, and then tell me how at the at the bottom how you don't believe in gravity. You won't tell me anything because you you you'd have left the body. It doesn't matter if you believe in it. It just is. It just is. Right. Spiritual laws, the ultimate real law, not not human made laws. Oh yeah, you have don't don't jaywalk or we'll give you a ticket. Not those laws. Spiritual laws, i.e., what are we? What happens when we die? What about karma? What if, does it matter if we go around treating people like shit and murdering murdering and raping and killing and stealing? Those laws. Those those exist. And it doesn't matter what we as humans think about them. It doesn't matter what we think what happens. Oh, I don't, I think there's nothing happens when we die. Well, it doesn't matter what you think because there are spiritual laws and they have nothing to do with what you think as a person. They just exist. So part of the spiritual journey is figuring out what are those laws? Somebody must know. Somebody must have figured it out, right? There must be some one being who figured some shit out and wrote a book or passed along or something. Well, guess what? The information is actually out there. So when people say things like, oh, nobody knows what happens when you die, that's not true. It's not true that we don't know what happens. It's not true that we don't know whether there's a God or not or or some kind of creator force. It's not true. Saying something over and over again doesn't make it true. There are certain truths, and it's up to us as as beings, unique, uh, you know, bits of the infinite one creative force. It's up to us to go and investigate and discover what is truth. So, so actually, self-realization is truth realization. It is the journey of finding out the truth. And there is the truth that doesn't change ever, mm-hmm. ever. And all the enlightened masters are talking about the same shit. Buddha, Krishna, the fucking Bhagavad Gita, all of the highest, oldest texts, they're all talking. It doesn't make sense. If you haven't had a big awakening experience, it'll sound kind of like a puzzle to you, but they're all saying the same thing. This is Maya. It's an illusion. It's a dream. The truth is oneness. Everything is one, and the, the, all, the all is the one, and the one is the all. You know, and they're all these hints are there. Boom, 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 boom. But, but knowing it, even intellectually, and going, oh, yeah, it makes sense that we're, we're, we're consciousness, we're awareness, and we're just having this human experience, is not the same as having a direct experience where you're like, you actually experience that you're everything forever beyond time having a temporary ex- experience as a human. Because that is self-realization. And when that one hits you, holy shit, changes the game. 
Yeah, you know, in the few, I don't know, waking up moments I've had, it's like, that hits me. And then you go back to every day. And then, you know, a few months later, take some 2CB, hits you again, take some DMT, hits you again. Meditating, have a conversation with someone else, it hits you again, right? So it's, you know, for, for me personally, um, it's all, that's kind of always running in the background. So we're one, I've had the experience I don't know, a handful of times. Um, and I guess the, the question is for people listening um, and for me also. So how do you, how do you reach those experiences more often um, if you want to do that? And how do you stay in that? How do you stay in that conversation with yourself more often? I guess I, is my question. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a question. So when these things happen, and I've had, I've had many, many mystical experiences at this point. I, at this, I'm at a point where I could write a book about my crazy spiritual experiences, and it would be, it would be not a small book. It would be a medium-sized book at this point. Uh, so the, the real answer to the question is having that deep, burning desire to know the truth. That, that, that's actually the answer to the question. Because I, I never had a guru. I never had a master teaching me, oh, yeah, do this, practice. And I didn't have shit. I had the internet. I had books. Um, and I had the intention to wake the fuck up. That's it. I wanted it bad, dude. Just, just like, okay, imagine how bad you wanted it right at the beginning of your journey with women. How bad did you want to hook up with gorgeous women and have women in your life? How bad? Scale of one to 100. 150. 150. 100, right? Just off the scale. So, I, so, so that, yeah, I, I was there right there with you. So, so that's the degree to which I wanted to know the truth of what I am that level mm -hmm. and when you have that intention, when did it shift for you from 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 girls to the truth it was a gradual it was a gradual process i had my first random awakening after reading just one high level spiritual book just i literally read one book but because it was the truth or some some level of truth and, it, and i was resonating with it i had a profound spiritual experience in around 2009 then I started doing a little bit of plant medicines three years later. And then, and then 2015, I did a thing where I, I literally just, I, I did this practice, one of my spirit. I, and again, the universe, when you're ready for it, you got to realize, man, people think, oh, it's just, we're just living here in the planet. It's just this thing. Everything is consciousness. Everything is awake. Everything is aware. The plants, the animals, the planet has, a, has its own you know, soul, Gaia, uh, the universe. Everything is alive and has consciousness. And you experience this to a degree when you have big awakening experiences. It's not, it's, you are fundamentally all that is. And, and part of that awareness is now focused in this, little, in this little body. So you can communicate with those other layers. That's the thing. It's all you. In truth, it is all you. So when you set the intention to get to know the truth, you can pray. So this is what I started doing in 2015. One of my spiritual teachers that was sent to me by coincidence by the universe when I decided I wanted to wake up. I didn't even know she was enlightened. I had no idea. When you meet somebody who's really awake, you don't even know. You're just like, oh, yeah, they seem like a really, really sweet person, really nice. You have no fucking idea. Until you get to a relatively high level of consciousness, then you can look at someone and you feel and inherently you just know that person woke up, that person woke up. It, it, but it's, it, it, it just, it's hard to even put into words. But I didn't, until I really woke up, I didn't even know who, who the fuck was enlightened, who was not. Um, but, I, but the universe sent me this teacher and she, she, she casually mentioned this practice, just casually. And as soon as I heard it, something inside me went click. And I just went, I have to do that. And the practice was the most simple one in the world. You sit down and you, you say to the universe, being fully aware that as a conscious being, just like you, it is you. You say, I am ready to listen. 
I'm listening. What do you have to teach me? But you're not listening with your noggin. You're listening with your heart. The heart is actually the emotional center. Or that, that's actually how we connect to the all that is. This is just a really smart computer, and we're addicted to using it. And that's why so many people are having problems, because they're up here in their mind all the time, and they identify the voice up here as who you are, which you're not. You are, you are the soul, and you're actually a heart. We're actually heart-based beings. If you do an EKG scan of a human being, the field around the heart is fucking massive. The one around the head is actually quite small. So that's actually who we are. So, so I just started sitting. 2015, I was actually in James Marshall's apartment in Budapest, hanging out with Shay, and I sat down, and I went, okay, I'm going to listen to the universe. I literally sat in my eyes, and I said, okay, I'm ready to wake up. What do you got for me? Literally, and I just sat there, and I started getting fucking downloads, bro, just starting to understand, oh, Oh, my shitty fucked up childhood. Oh, I signed up for that. I was supposed to have that life. I was supposed to be abused and fucked over. And it was a soul agreement. And I needed to overcome all of that shit and trauma and heal myself so I could wake up and help other guys wake up and heal and all that kind of shit. I had to lead by example. I had to live through it. It all made sense. All that anger I had at my mother, that fucking bitch. She kicked the shit out of me. She was such a bit. No, I, there's no anger. I agreed. All my, I planned out what my life and incarnation would be before I got here. It was all agreed to. I volunteered for this. Nobody, God doesn't go, you have to go down there and suffer. No, we say, yep, I'm going down there. I'm going to do my mission. I'm going to go through this, 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 major things. I'm going to help a lot of people. It's going to be super fun. Then they'll come back. We all agree to come down here. God is not a Nazi dictator. That's one of those crazy ideas they put out there to try and scare people. Oh, yeah, you're fucking going to do it. You're told. And if you're not good, you go to hell and blah, blah, blah. No, it's all bullshit. Okay? So... So when I got those downloads, and there were so many more, you just get this piece of like, oh, okay. And it was just having the intention and starting to pray. Pray to whoever, your higher self, Krishna, Jesus, Buddha, the universe, God directly, your ancestors. It doesn't matter because it's all you. When you really wake up, it's all you. It's all different aspects of yourself, okay? Waking up is literally realizing that, you, like, like, I'll tell I mean, you want to hear a fuck crazy story? Crazy story. Yeah, I'll tell go. you one of my, I have, a, I have multiple stories of awakening, two really fucking major ones and other various degrees. Um, but this, this, is the, this, is the, this is one that was, it was considered, God, it was God realization, self-realization. Uh, I was in New York City. I was actually in John Keegan's apartment. You can ask him about this because I had a hell of a fucking week when this happened. In John Keegan, my buddy's apartment, and I, had a, I was having a really, ins, ins, I was very inspired that weekend. We all, we, I think, I don't know, I would like to hope that most humans have times when they're inspired they're they're play if you're a musician you're playing your music if you're a comedian you're having great gigs you know if you're if you're a coach you're having great sessions coaching men and you know connecting with people and, you know you're on fire i would like to think every human being and if you haven't had that experience you're not living your passion uh, you gotta fucking find what that is and start doing it <laughs> i'll tell you that right now because it's the best feeling it is the best no, no drug yeah. beats you 100 percent doing what you're here to do full on uh, without without uh, apology being who you are nothing beats that nothing so, so I'm in this apartment, and I actually, you'll, you'll resonate with this. Uh, I'd, I'd started to develop my Infinite Man brand, which is more about social freedom and living authentically and, you know, living your dream rather than the pickup. And I looked at my old pickup right. website, which is SashaPUA.com, and, uh, and I went to look at it, and I was looking at it like, this is cheesy. This isn't, this isn't my truth. This isn't who I am. This doesn't represent me. And I started writing really authentically from the heart. Hey, man, to pick up is bullshit. It's about, you know, following your passion and being the highest version of you and loving who you are and, be, you know. So I started writing, just copy, but from the heart, you know, just really the, the, my, my truth. I started putting my truth on the computer, and I was feeling so inspired during that moment. And also that week, I was, fil I was filming some crazy, crazy videos in fields, and it was really fun. So I, I, I was really super on, mm -hmm. on fire. And in that moment, I had a thought, and the thought was, man, 
I hope I never lose this feeling of inspiration, you know, this, this passion. And immediately after that thought, I had another thought that was like, well, I can't lose it because I am this, I am inspiration and passion. That's my nature. And immediately after that thought was, well, this, this passion, this inspiration is, is God. And immediately the thought after that was, well, if that's true, then I am God. And in that moment, the idea of Sasha melted away, just collapsed into absolute oblivion, into nothing. And I, I literally realized me and God were one thing. Mm-hmm. That everyone and me are all the one thing, which is everything, which is God. And literally, I just went into a state. Be, there's no words for it. It was shock. Yeah. It was shock. It was like, holy fuck, I just remembered that actually I'm God and not a person. It was shocking. <laughs> I was sitting there. The look on my face was yeah. shock. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I was sitting there, dude, and I was just crying. Mm-hmm. I had tears of joy. Every fear, every yeah. doubt, every bit of stress I ever had gone in one moment because all of that stress had to do with what? The belief that I was a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm going to get old and die. People don't like me. Maybe I'm going to get sick. Am I going to make enough money? Uh, you know, all this shit. It's all based to do with one belief. I'm a person and I'm vulnerable and I'm mortal and I could die. When you realize that you're God <laughs> and you're everything and you're everyone, all of those fears they go out the fucking window because you were never a person. And the shocking thing was that I ever thought I was a person. It's a shock. You're like, wow, I actually thought that was real. I actually <laughs> thought me was this guy with a story, this guy called Sasha and he's a dating coach and he's funny and he banks chicken and does all this kind of stuff. The, the absurdity mm-hmm. of having believed for 39 years that I was that guy. Dude, it was, it was the biggest joke. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> And after that, mm-hmm. and it was, it was insane. My body was rejecting food. I couldn't eat food for six weeks. I, uh, sorry, not for six weeks, six days. It, the whole the high-level experience of like, holy fuck, the, 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 the shock with the, of the, the, the one day. And then for about a week, I think it was about six days, I could barely eat food. I had so much energy, energy running through my spine. Uh, it was fucking absolutely insane. Many mystical experiences were happening. People around me were having experiences. Um, every single person I ran into for, for months would just if anyone asked me for money, I just give them twenty bucks automatically because it was me. Everybody was me. Mm-hmm. It's just they look different. Oh, this guy's black. This guy's Chinese. This is a woman. This guy's homeless. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any difference. It's all myself. There was no filter. It was all me. So I said, I said, right. why wouldn't I help myself out? What's the difference? What's the <laughs> difference if I if I have if I have a hundred k in my bank account or I give the hundred k to you? It's all myself. So what's the difference? And it was literally mm-hmm. that. And then eventually, eventually, after months. Slowly, the ego comes back in and said, come on, bro. Why are you giving this guy $20? You don't know this guy. Why do, you earned that money. You earned, well, let him earn his own, but just give him five bucks. Don't be a dick. And after a few weeks, you're like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, I know it's me, but I, you know, I'm going to keep my money for myself. And you go back into that. The ego comes back in, right? The ego right. comes back in. Eventually, right. you go back course, to being yeah. your, something near your regular asshole. But with that knowledge, with that, you, know, you never forget that experience, of course. But, but permanent enlightenment would be you're in that state and it never goes away. That would be permanent. That's it. You're literally walking around. Everybody's you all the time. Everything is God. And you're just in a state of peace and bliss because you know you're like permanent. And that's, you know, that's pretty fucking rare that it happens permanently. Uh, but having, a, <laughs> sure. having that for, for a few weeks, pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and yeah, and it's, ne- it's, never the, it's never the same after that, man. It's never the same after that shit. 
Yeah, I had a, a very similar experience and maybe lasted for about two days. Probably wasn't quite as uh, intense. But my realization, my big one was like, all right, well, fuck, what do I do now? I guess I could play some games. And then I was just like, which games do I want to play? Um, and I think that's a really empowering kind of place to come from anyways. I'm curious if that's a, because obviously like once you realize like, yeah, I'm everything, I'm God, I'm God, that doesn't fucking really matter. But I've got all this time, right? When I'm not <laughs> resonating on that level, what the fuck am I going to do to essentially put yourself back into that uh, flow state or on fire sort of state that you called it. So yeah, tell, what happened after that? Yeah, so that's, that's actually what, what, the really big question here. And uh, after that time, for me, I was super inspired for a long time, was, was kicking ass, things were great. Uh, had another awakening that was bigger than that one this last summer. Uh, again, for a while after that was great. Then I went into a dark night of the soul. Because when you, when you really wake up, when you really hit it, it's like there's two ways people, and I didn't even really know this. Um, and I spoke to another one of my spiritual teachers who explained it to me. There's basically two ways you can go. There's the, the bodhisattva vow, which is like basically everyone wakes up before I leave and go back to God. So, I'm, so basically everyone wake up everybody else that's suffering. And then, or mm -hmm. the arahat way, which is you're just, you, it, you realize it's all a joke and you're God and it doesn't matter that you're in this body. So you'll do nothing. You won't help anyone. You won't try and convince anyone of anything. There's no point. There's no point to any of it because you're God. Right. So why would you do anything? You just happen to be in a body. Who gives a shit? So they just, they quit. And actually so many, so many beings would, would, would go that route. There are certain ancient mystic schools that would make you sign a contract saying, okay, we're going to help you wake up. But if you reach enlightenment, you're not allowed to go that route. You have to, you have to try and help everyone else. And if, if you really wake up, you, it just happens. You either have the desire to help other, or, or you don't. So interestingly, for my, for my second awakening, um, it, it, it uh, was actually Christ spoke uh, uh, some crazy words of ultimate truth through me. And I went through a full-on ego death. That's another insane fucking story. But the words that were spoken through me were literally... Um, I, I am, uh, I was talking about how I used to be afraid of, of, uh, of being killed if, if I woke up too many people. And I basically said, uh, I'm not afraid of being killed anymore because I am, I am all beings that have ever lived in this world. I am all beings that live in this world now. And I'm all beings that will, will ever live uh, in this world because I am uh, forever. And I will not leave this realm until all of my brothers are liberated. Those were the words that, that, that Christ spoke through me. And it's, which is literally, that's the Bodhisattva vow. I will, everybody, I will, everybody will be liberated before, before I leave. And literally in that experience, as, I, as, as the energy came through and I spoke those words, I literally realized I'm about to die, looked at my teacher in the eyes and said, I'm dying. And he said, it's okay. And I literally let out a death scream, collapsed on the floor. He caught me, put me on the ground. And I, I literally was like, okay, I'm going to heaven now. I'm dying. Great. And I just was like looking at my watch, like, okay, any second now going to heaven. And I, I woke up a couple of minutes later, saw my teacher crouched on the ground, and uh, I thought I'd, I, I literally went, died, and went to heaven. So I looked at him, and I was like, am I dead? Did I die? And he's like, no, no, the old you died. You're, you're still here. And I was like, holy fuck. And I woke up, and again, I got up, and it was like, it was like it's indescribable. It's like, again, waking up out of a nightmare. I literally went through full ego death, and I was walking around the planet as everything that is forever without time not a person and that again lasted for fuck that's another whole fucking crazy ass story uh completely insane completely insane crazy shit happening uh and again in, in, in that it was even deeper than the one before it wasn't even that one wasn't even god realization it was 
everything realization. It's like you're, you're literally, there's no time, there's no past, there's no future, there's not even a now. Our, our real nature is everything that is forever. You're like literally like you are existence. That is your nature, existence itself. That's us. Mm -hmm. Right. So in that awakening, yeah. I, I, I knew that that's everybody's nature. All of us are everything that is um, your destiny as, as, a, as a human being is actually to go back to source and realize that you're God. It's everyone's destiny. Everyone will reach enlightenment. The question is, when? How soon? This lifetime mm -hmm. or another hundred or another thousand of suffering and trying to be good enough and trying to maybe be successful and trying to impress people, all this bullshit. When are you going to wake up? That's, your, that's the thing you can control. Whether you'll wake up, oh no, you will, you will. But how much suffering will you endure before you you reach the ultimate? That's actually the the question. So, um, and that's just again in the direct experience. I just know that I know that everyone will wake up. There's nothing you can do not to wake up. It's not. It's, you you couldn't stop mm -hmm. it. The nature of consciousness is to keep waking <laughs> up and getting to higher levels of consciousness until you reach that le ultimate level of boom. All that is. You can't not do that. Right. But you but you so could not. But, you can't like wake once up. you once you feel the truth once you have that feeling you can't unfeel it yeah that that too yeah, but yeah. it's like it's like it's like a flower it's like can a flower not bloom no a flower goes through a phase eventually it blooms and then it dies you can't not you it, that's just what it does and same thing for consciousness yeah. consciousness keeps going until it realizes the ultimate so that's everybody's destiny mm -hmm. but do you want to do you want to hurry the fuck up and get to that because i'm telling you you don't understand the, the, the meaning of the word liberation until you wake up out of this nightmare and go, oh, my God, it was all a dream. The character, the person I thought I am, all the problems, it's all not real. Then you realize you're not a person and you're all of it having an experience as a person because it's fun and God wants to experience and learn and grow and whatever. It's a different game. And this brings me back to your question. You know, how do you get back into these states? What do you do with your life afterwards? Well, I'm going down the path of... Uh, of the Bodhisattva, because that's just, that's my nature. That's who I am. I, I already have realized I'm a returning master. I've done this before. I've woken up before. This is not my first rodeo. So I'm here to wake up everybody. And I've known that since I was a kid. I knew I was here to wake everyone the fuck up and help people. I, my, my whole life for this lifetime, it's not about me. It's actually me. Everything that's happened, it was just me remembering who I am. And now it's just, my rest of my life is just dedicated to waking up everybody I can out of suffering because being in the illusion and really believing in death and sickness and old age and this is all can happen to you it's suffering i i feel sorry for all beings that actually think they're a person and you're going to get old and they're going to die and life is over that's shit that's terrifying and it's also not true it's also just ignorance mm -hmm. it's just not the truth all beings are immortal all beings are literally infinite awareness infinite consciousness having this temporary experience there's nothing to fear ever nothing which if an asteroid hit the planet tomorrow and everybody it would change nothing we would all just boom the need beings that needed to incarnate again they'll incarnate again they'll keep growing there's no end to what we are we, we just go around incarnating exploring the universe forever forever and ever and ever and ever and until you get to a certain level of awakening you don't even have to come back anymore you just go back to being all that is there's no need for you to, to take a body right um, and one of my teachers is on his last life. He knows that he's, you know, we talked about it. And he knows he's like, he, this is it. He doesn't need to do this anymore. This was his last one. He just goes back to being the all. So when you realize there's no need, like you can get to a point where you don't have to do this anymore. And it's, and it's more, it's just, you could just go back to the, like the bliss I experienced in those uh, awakenings. It can't be anywhere close to what it's like being just the, the creator 
in that energy, but it was such a level where if I could just be that forever, oh my God, you would give up anything for that. Anything, sex, food, drugs, anything. Just, just to be in that state forever and not have to do anything. Oh my God, dude. There's not, <laughs> not, nothing. The best orgasm you ever had, not close. The best pizza you ever had, not close. The best MDMA trip you ever had, not close. Nothing, nothing, nothing comes close, dude. Nothing comes close. So, so, that's, mm -hmm. so, so, so how do we get there? Honestly, the real answer, you have to want to wake up more than anything. Pray, read the books, listen to If you find music that raises your vibration and puts you in those high states, it could be monks chanting, it could be anything, do it. Get into meditation. Um, you know, go and see enlightened masters. Being in the field of someone who calibrates at a high level, that will help. That will trigger you. It, pull, it starts to pull you up. Uh, people were having those, you know, especially during those, uh, you know, near those big experiences I had. People around me were having very interesting experiences and awakenings and healings randomly because the, the, the spirit, spirit just works. We are spirit, we are spirit basically. We're, more, we're spirit in, in, in a human body. So when we, when we move that ego aside and we realize we're not a person, we're everything, that spirit starts working through you and it's starting to happen around me and, and some of my teachers shit happens around them. That's impossible. Impossible. Just miracles become normal. Cool. So I joke with them. They're normal. They just happen all the time because, because it's, it's like, we are, normal. <laughs> they're normal calls now, but they, but, but mm -hmm. so I, I've seen things happen, dude, I've seen things happen. So, so, so when you really, 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 really want to wake up and you go, fuck it. I know this is a dream. I know that the, the happiness there it can't be about, the, the money in your bank account. It can't be about your status or, or how many girls you slept with. It can't be from that. It has to be something else. Then, and you're ready. You're ready to really wake up to what this world is. You're going you're gonna to start. You're gonna, it's going to happen fast. I'm telling you. I went from 2015. I was still kind of bumbling around and, and chasing chicks. And all this in five years of dedication to waking up, I woke up. Five years. And I'm not, I didn't have any special training. I didn't have a, a fucking Buddha as my friend. I, had, I, have shit. I didn't have shit. I just wanted it. Yeah. I had the internet, bro. I had the internet. And, 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 and that's it. Everybody has the tools I have. You can get the same books I read. If you go on my infinitemansummit.com slash blog, I do put my favorite spiritual books that help me to, to wake up. So that, that's on there. You can, you, everyone has access to what I had access to, right? But that, that's really what it comes down to. And I'm telling you, when you really start, it, it, it's the only thing that matters because at those higher levels of consciousness, all of the problems that we think we have, they're not problems. They, dis they just disappear. They're not real. Uh, how how long did it take you to until you stopped feeling like you were getting dragged back out of the truth and into the nonsense, into the suffering? Yeah, um, you know, it 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 started. It got much better after that last. Uh, this, yeah, this, my second last awakening, the one that was in New York. After that, that was pretty much the end of suffering. That was the that was God realization. When I realized I wasn't a person. That was it. That was the end. After that, mm -hmm. there was no more. There was no more suffering. You still things still come up. Like I have a spider bite in my leg right now. I'm healing. Yeah, it fucking hurts. I gotta limp around. It's a pain in the ass. But there's no there's no oh there's no story of oh why did this happen to me? Not not at all. My perspective has changed so yeah. much. I immediately realized the spider bite must have happened for a reason. And I understood actually. I, I wasn't appreciating and, and praying and saying thank you to the all that is for my for my health. I was just taking it for granted. So now I appreciate it. I'm like oh my god, I I could have died. Uh, you know, I, I have my, so now I have way more appreciation. I have way more compassion for people who are in physical pain. And so, and I got other lessons out of it too. So, so, but, so, so yeah, so I was, but I wasn't suffering. Suffering is mental. Pain is physical, but suffering yeah. is, is what happens right. up here. So after that, after that level of realization, 
there's no more there's no more suffering possible i, I could be annoyed somebody still could still annoy me somebody somebody could do something dick and i'm like that's a fucking dick move but when you understand that uh there's no e you, you realize there's no there's not really evil on that ultimate level because you're everything all the good all the evil the evil is here so that we can realize that we're good so even people who are really yeah. fucked up like bill gates who want, wants to go and uh, you know basically slaughter lo loads of people with with dodgy and in, uh, infection he's in his ego he's out of control and he he thinks he thinks power and control and money these are the things that he needs to do to be happy it's because he's separate from god it's because he believes he's a person it's because you know he's very very sick people are sick and they need healing but 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 that's my perspective so if i meet somebody and they're a psycho i just feel compassion i go oh man you really need to you need a hug you need love you need to meet my spiritual teacher and do some meditations and and, and have an awakening where you realize that you 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 know you're a god <laughs> you know so 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 it changes your perspective completely so how can i get angry at somebody when I just understand they're still in their trauma, they're still in their ego story, they haven't realized the truth, they're calibrating at 125 on the scale of consciousness. You know, read, read some David Hawkins if you don't know what I'm talking about. But like there's a scale of consciousness. If you're calibrating below 200, you're still all about yourself, about survival, about getting your needs met. You don't consider other people a, a, as relevant or, or part of your story. You don't give a shit. And your consciousness goes into courage and then high, into those higher levels, eventually hitting love, which is 500, which is beautiful, and then enlightenment at 700. You start cooperating with everybody. You start to become more at service because you realize more and more as you wake up, everybody's you, or at least we're all connected. They're your brothers and sisters. Even if you don't have a big awakening, you start to understand we're all one family. So you're dedicated to service to others rather than service to self. And again, universal mm -hmm. law, which people need to discover, wh whatever you put out there energetically, it comes back at you massively so so if you go around even if you go around and you, and you just make some sandwiches and you go around feeding people homeless people sandwiches that energy comes back to you that compassion that love comes back to you if you have a job where you're helping other people doesn't matter whether you're a nurse you're a teacher at school you're a dating coach for whatever but you're helping other people not because that's because you want to get their money but because you want to help people and it's your living but you're with that energy energy comes back to you People look at my life and they're like, Sasha, you're so blessed. You live wherever you want to. You have abundance. You travel around. You have great friends. You have amazing spiritual. What the fuck did you do? I, I, I said, I said, I, I was helping people my whole life. That's what I did. My karma is coming back at me. All my, even when I was doing a comedian, even though I was in my ego and I was just trying to get laughs and to, to build myself, I was still loved making people laugh. I never hurt anybody. And then when I was a dating coach and coach for men now, helping people, helping people all the time, making YouTube videos, helping people all the time. So what do you think happens when your life is dedicated to helping other beings around you? My God, that's a lot of positive energy and psychic energy coming towards you. And we're all connected. Every time some, you, you know yeah. what, you know what black magic is? You know what, what it actually is? When you think of someone in your head, whatever you think, you're actually sending that energy to them. If you think about someone and you think of a loving thought and you're like, oh, I love that person. They're so awesome. You're literally sending beneficial energy to them. If you're thinking of someone who fucked you over, you know, some guy, you know, stole 20 grand from you and you're like, that motherfucker, that motherfucker stole my 20 grand. Fuck that guy. That's a psychic energetic attack. You don't need to be a trained witch or a bruja to do that. Just you have, because we're all connected, right, Robbie? We're all connected. So, because we're all consciousness. So when you just think of someone, you go, that motherfucking cocksucker, that's a psychic attack. So if you go around fucking over a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there sending you negative psychic energy. That's going to fuck with you, bro. You see what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that's yeah. why everything is coming back to us. So the way you live your life, it makes a difference. You know, it's spiritual law. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask what happened. So around that time, you, you were with uh, Isabella, right? Um, how did it affect your relationship with her? And what have you been doing since? And what's your kind of outlook on dating and relationships? 
you know, post Oh yeah. So, so that's another, experiences. that's another huge, great question. It's, it's such a huge thing. So when you, when you have these experiences, you know, you go up to this crazy high level of consciousness, right? Something over 700, like an enlightenment experience, right? And eventually, like I said, it, you go back down, but you never go back down to where you were. So if you were at, you know, 450 before, man, maybe now you're at 500, maybe you're, you know, 520, whatever. So it kind of goes like, you've seen the Bitcoin curve, right? It goes up like fucking crazy. Then what does it do? It fucking <laughs> crashes back down, but not to where it was before, right? It's a little bit higher now. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like that. Mm -hmm. Consciousness awakening for me. Now there are, I've met people who are turtles. And they're just very, very slowly going up like this. But that's not me. I'm mm -hmm. Bitcoin. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Ah, back down. Okay, but I'm still better than before. Yeah. That's me. So when you get into those higher level, levels of consciousness, um, you can't really relate, nor do you really particularly want to relate with people at lower levels of consciousness. Now, I, don't, I want that taken out of context. Not like suddenly you're like, I'm better than all you people. Fuck off. No. But because you're, if you really get into those higher levels, you see people's egoic patterns. You see people being caught up in their story and their drama, and it's not exciting for you anymore because you're you're awakening out of ego. See, the ego likes to be, I'm right, I'm right. These people are wrong. See, I told you so. It likes the drama because it wants to feel important. It wants to feel significant. That's why we're all. That's why people are arguing. Well, you said this. No, I didn't say fuck you. Everyone's arguing. It's all ego bullshit. Okay, when you really wake up, the ego is just part of the story of the person who isn't real. I don't need to be right anymore. I don't need to convince people of anything anymore. The truth just is, I can just enjoy my life. I know everybody's going to wake up anybody. I know everybody is God. Why do I need to convince anyone of anything? If they want my help, yes, it's my passion. Absolutely. But unless you look me in the eyes and go, Sasha, you know, you seem really happy and joyful. Can you recommend a book for me? Or can you give me a practice I can do? Absolutely. But that, it's the ego that just, it, once it collapses, you're just not in that space anymore. So I was in such a different space and I was so much more at service and I just wanted to help humanity as much as I could. I couldn't hang out with people really for any length of time that were not also on the path of service. So if somebody was just all about making lots of money or banging lots of chicks, it, it, it's like, yeah, I can have a lunch with you and have a little chit chat about stuff, but am I going to have a really deep, profound conversation that's really inspirational to me? Not really. It's not the same for me anymore. Just like if I'm dating yeah. somebody and they're, they, they don't have a spiritual, like, like, like if I'm dating somebody and they don't believe in God, they don't believe in that there's a higher power and they hate themselves and they're angry at themselves and they're coming from, and they haven't done yeah. that healing work. It's uncomfortable to hang around them. And also they, by the same token, would be, think I'm weird. They're like, what do you mean everything's fine and happening for a reason? What do you mean we're all one? What the fuck are you talking about? Because yeah. you know, if you're in a place of anger and in your ego story and somebody's like, hey, bro, you're love, man, you're God. It's all good. We're, you know, do the healing work and, and you can change the world and, and bring your gift to the world. And they're, they're just thinking, I just want to get my dick sucked. I just want to get my fucking dick sucked. How do, I, how do I trick this chick into sucking my cock? And I'm like, you're God. The chick is God. Love her. Heal yourself and go commute. Yeah. Talk to her like she was a goddess and connect on that land. They're like, no, I just need to get my dick sucked. Okay. It's such a different level of consciousness. I, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you can't do it. Yeah. So I had major breakups after my big awakenings. I could not be around certain people from a business sense. I couldn't work with certain people. I couldn't date certain people. You know, it just tears your life apart. It tears your life apart. When you really start waking up, it destroys your life. And many of the books and many of the masters, they say the same thing. It fucking destroys your old life because people look at you and they think you're that same person. But Sasha died. I'm not that guy. I was never, I was, in fact, I was never that guy. I thought I was, but I was confused. Now that I've realized the truth of my nature and I know who I am, I'm absolutely not that guy you saw before. I'm not the guy you met four years ago, five years ago. He's gone. Mm -hmm. 
the essence is there. That you know, charismatic guy likes to joke around, fun. Yeah, that that's my soul nature. But the other, the ego who wanted to bang lots of chicks and be successful and build a big business and have more of a fall. Oh, that shit. I don't give a. That that guy's gone. I don't, he doesn't. He's gone. He's gone. So yeah, it's a. Well, it's it's a, a, it's a new shocker. Sasha. I yes. like that guy that much anyway. So. That, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, me neither. He was kind of a dick. I mean, he had good qualities. He had some great qualities, but he wasn't me. You know, he was too much in the ego. Oh, he wasn't story. bad. He wasn't, he wasn't bad. bad. He yeah. was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. He was a good guy, but he was a bit, you know, he was a bit of a dick sometimes. And he was just, uncon- honestly, he was just unconscious. That's all. He was unconscious. He was doing his thing. He was still helping people. He was doing good stuff, but he wasn't really present with, with other people. He wasn't really all about the dedication to the liberation of all human beings. He was more about himself and, and, and still trying to find that love and, and trying to prove that he was good enough. He doesn't have, he, he, that guy's dead. I just, the idea of having to prove that I'm enough when I know what I am, which is consciousness forever and eternal, that's absurd. Every single human being is a unique spark of that God consciousness with their own likes and dislikes and their own story and their, their own gifts. And the point of incarnation is to find your gifts, to remember who you are and bring your unique gifts to the world, whatever it is, creating great art, being a great coach. Maybe it's being a great dad. Maybe it's teaching Kung Fu, who, whatever. But everyone's got their unique song, their story, and we're here to sing it. We're here to be it. That's what's so uh, horrible about the system where we're trained that, no, no, you just got to get this job where you sit in front of a computer for 14 hours a day and you're going to program and you're going to make lots of money and you're going to be successful. Holy fuck, success is, is, is enjoying life and living your purpose, not making fucking 200K a year doing some fucking shitty job staring at a screen all day long inside of a fucking building away from nature. Are you kidding? It's a, it's a yeah. hell realm. We're, we've created a hell realm here and most, a lot of people are stuck in it. That's what awakening is. We're, when people start awakening, we're going to turn this planet back into a paradise. Uh, the creator has put everything we need, all the food and the sun and the water. It, food just grows in the ground. All we need to be doing is making love and walking around and picking fruit and, and maybe build a little hut for yourself out of the wood and then live and, and enjoy. And that's it. There's no need for us to be doing all this shit we're doing. It's crazy. This, 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 this yeah. dream has been taken over. It's insane. We got to take it back, but we got to wake up to take it back. Well, it sounds like you've been doing that a bit in Ecuador, where you're at, right? You've got a restaurant, it's, hanging it's, out. It's great. Well, I used to before they told me that uh, that's a place where disease spreads. And, uh, you know, we had, we had military. Right. We had, we had, yo, we had five armed fucking uh, guards and cops and fire stations and health people storm the restaurant, even though we're closed, screaming at us, telling us, you guys better do it. Like, they want, they want our chef to wear a hazmat suit to, to reopen, bro. It's insane what's going on. Now. It's insane. And people are so scared and believe that it's real, that, that the virus is this holy threat and going to kill everybody. That they're, 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 When they introduce uh, injections here, they're not going to have to force people. People will line up. They'll pay for them. Okay. So it's really scary. So that's what I'm saying. we got to wake up out of this dream, man. we got to wake up that, that we, have, we have to trust in, in, in these governments and they're going to try and help us. And they're, they're, they're here to protect. Are you kidding me? We're sovereign God beings. You know, we, we, we have sovereign authority over our lives. No one has the right to tell us to do anything. You know, we are here to follow uh, God's laws, natural law. Do no harm to others. That's it. That's the only thing you need to do. Do no harm to others. Anything else, go for it. That's it. Harm no other sovereign being. That's it. That's the only real law. You know, 
So, uh, so we have to wake up, man. And I think we're seeing it now, global awakening. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why you're asking me these questions, because on some deep level, you want to go further in your awakening process. You want to get, you want to wake the fuck up out of this dream. You know, it's bullshit. You know, you're never going to be happy yeah. making a million dollars or 20 or, or hooking up with another hot, hundred hot Instagram models or whatever, you know, deep down, you fucking know it's never going to be enough because it's the ego that wants all that shit. It's the ego that has to be number one because the ego knows it's not real. It knows when the body dies, the ego is going to die. So it's so desperate for significance. It just, that's, it just wants more, more, more fame, more recognition, more people telling you you're so special, you're so important, you're so good because it knows it's not real. Because when you wake up to the truth of your nature, you don't need any validation. Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you are infinite consciousness forever having a very unique human experience. And when it's over, you just go on to the next one and the next one. There's no need to prove anything to anybody. No proof is required. You just, just existing is all you need. Dude, I woke up one day. This is one of the biggest, again, no, that just, just had, a, had a really, when you pray, guys, when you go to sleep, pray before you go to sleep, pray that uh, enlightened masters will come into your dreams and will teach you. Because I woke up when I had this profound dream one day, dude. I was, I was just walking down the street and I came across this woman and she was, she was homeless. She was just kind of in this alley and, and snuggled up in front of her was, was her baby. And she was trying to keep her baby warm. And another, I think another baby was behind her holding her, but basically she was trying to keep her kids warm. And, and she was just beautiful, just this South American woman. And she was beautiful. And I could feel her heart. They were really, really good people. And they just, they lost their homes and they didn't have any money. And I felt this swelling of just compassion I just wanted nothing more than to help this woman. That's all I was feeling, just compassion. And as I woke up and I realized I was dreaming, I was heartbroken and disappointed because I couldn't help that woman because I wanted to help her and I, and, and I woke up. And I just understood. It just hit me. I was like, oh, fuck, that's compassion. Really feeling where someone is at in their pain and, and having that you know, love for other beings and wanting to help them, just really feeling where they're at. Holy shit compassion. And I got it. I just got the download because I was praying for, 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 for lessons. And a couple of days later, I had another one during that period. I was actually living in this little hut here. Another that never left me. And I just woke up one day and I just stood there and I just, I just, it just hit me. And I just went, I like being me. I like myself and myself is permanent. The soul that I am, the being that I am is permanent. I'm never going to not exist. It's universal law. I'll change form, but I'm always going to be me. And I love being me. And I'm so happy that I exist and I get to be myself every day forever. Nothing more is required for my happiness. There is nothing I need to do, nice realization. <laughs> to do or experience or to change to be happy because I am myself and I love myself. That moment, if you get, if you actually have that realization that you're good enough with you and you love you and you understand basic spiritual law, which is you will not die, you always get to be you, and there's nothing you can do to cease, to cease existing because you are existence. When you get to that place where there's nothing required for your happiness other than to exist, which you do, and you always will, it changes the game. It changes the context for, for you doing anything because why would you do anything? If it's not going to make the world a better place or on a soul level make you happy, why would you do it? You look at your job if it's shit and just go, why? Why? Oh, yeah, sure. I could make four times the money doing that job. But, but why? If I'm going to be miserable and I'm already happy because I'm me, why would I do that job? I'll do this. I'll go, I'll go uh, live on a monastery and pick fruit for four or five hours a day and meditate all day and just be happy and have no money. 
Why wouldn't I do that? Yep. See, when, when you really get to that place, you, everything changes. Oh, I'm in this relationship. Well, it's better than nothing, and she's not quite right for me, and it's kind of shitty. But at least I have a girlfriend. But no, but when you're, when you're happy just being you, you go, I don't need a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't need anybody. I don't need any toxic relationships. Yeah. If, a, if a relationship isn't perfectly in alignment with who I am and my purpose in life, why would I be in it? Because I'm happy just because I exist. And then, boom, all your relationships start changing, you see? That is the realization. Right. That is what we need to move towards. Are you just absolutely cool with who you are? Yeah. And the irony well, there's is... there's a lot of shitty relationships out there. That, a lot of shitty relationships. But, but, <laughs> a lot of people but, but, together. And, uh, yeah. So, 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 and, so uh, this, is, this, this is a recording that the, the, the dating gurus and the other dating coaches out there need to watch because this is the stuff they should be teaching to the guys. This is not, not oh, you're going to use these pickup lines and then uh, do this and here's how you act like you're cool and all this bullshit. Love yourself. Accept yourself. Find your purpose in life. Raise your vibration. When you do all of these things... It's over, Robbie. It's game over. No pickup is required. You just walk up to people, have yeah. a chat. They're going to love your energy. They're going to be like, wow, this person's so, you know, in their power. And they want to hang out with you. And that's it. And the sex just happens. Oh, yeah, no. If you get last-minute resistance, right, here's what you do, right? You wait three seconds, and then you got to tickle, <laughs> tickle her vagina a little bit. And then what? What? What are you talking about? Just right, just yeah, just right, right in this one spot, yeah. but just act just like you're not interested. Spot. Go back to watching. Here's what you do, Robbie. If she doesn't <laughs> right. want to sleep with you, right? Go back to watching the movie for five minutes, and then you just start caressing her, and then she'll get horny again, and then you try again, right, Robbie? That's the strategy. That's how we. That's how we hook up with girls. Been missing it this whole time. Fuck. It's well. You said something in the beginning of the call that was pretty profound. You said, you know, you tell a guy to fucking walk up to a girl on the street. He doesn't know who the fuck he is. And he's supposed to have a conversation like, well, you don't know who you are. What, you don't know what you stand for. You don't know what the fuck you want. And what are you supposed to talk to her about? Like, her, her sign? Like, you know, so I see this a lot uh, for guys getting started and guys who are just so far from their purpose. You know, they're, like you said, engineers or they're, you know, in it for the money. And they're like, what do I say? It's like, well, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> what do you stand for? We're like, what's going on? And uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought you were supposed to teach me. I'm like, uh, <laughs> good luck, you know? So you were, I, I wanted to uh, transition somewhat towards the, the course you have coming up. Um, and tell me, give us a backstory on how, how you kind of essentially, you know, when you told me about the, the course you're going to be offering, which is, um, becoming more awake and more spiritual through stand-up, uh, through social skills. I was like, wow, that's fucking great. Cause it's, it's a combination of all the things that you've done um, and probably, you know, your best way of teaching it. Uh, so how did you kind of come to, how did you think of this course in the first place and how'd you, how'd you get there and, and tell us about how, you know, people can be involved. You know, uh, as most amazing things in life and most discoveries in life that were worthwhile, happened by fluke uh, to a degree. Uh, I was helping out on my friend, Steve Pavlina. Actually, I was just attending one of Steve Pavlina's uh, courses, just a friend of mine into personal development. And it was one of those courses where you kind of go with the flow. You know, people want to do this exercise and then we talk about this and it just kind of goes naturally. And it was a really cool course. And at one point I, just, I was feeling so giving and all the people were into personal development. It was just, I was really clicking with everybody. And I just said, hey, um, you know, I've been doing comedy. At that point, I've been doing comedy for, you know, for 20 years. And I said, yeah, I've been doing comedy for a long time. Uh, does anybody want to learn how to do comedy? And about half the group, uh, about 15 people said, yeah. 
we'd like to do that. Sounds really fun. I said, okay, let's, let's take a couple hours and I'll just give you guys the basics and we'll, we'll see what we can do. So I just took some time, showed them basic joke writing and authenticity. And I just, I just shared, you know, some of my experience and I shared some of my jokes and whatever. And I, I shared the one piece that I had figured out at that point that was unique to me and even other comedians hadn't really figured out, but that the most important part about, about comedy was authenticity. It was actually about sharing your story and your pain and your trauma and, you, and sharing really who you are, including your dark shit, right? Your fucked up childhood and all that shit. Share that stuff, not the mask. Oh, I'm so perfect. That's the problem with society today. Everybody's sharing this. Oh, yes, I'm very successful. Can't you see my clothes? I'm a very successful. I got this fancy watch. Uh, this, this club costs 50 bucks to get into, whatever. So, you know, everyone's got this mask on. But, but you don't, I don't trust people with the mask. I trust people who show me their shit and who, 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 who I meet them and they're like joking around about how their parents kicked the crap out of them and how they didn't have any money to fucking eat. And those are the people where I'm like, oh, you're a real person with fucked up shit like me. Thank you. I can relate to you. Thank God. Thank God you're here. So, so I was just sharing that, that truth. Is that, hey, it's just about being who you are. So all of these people, I helped them workshop jokes. Here's a punchline. Here's how you be funny, whatever. So everybody at the end of the thing got up and actually just, you know, some of them just did a minute or two minutes or five minutes, but they shared some of their story and the stories were fucking hilarious, bro. I was, we, we all laughed our asses off. There were Mormons there. Oh my God. They're hilarious because everybody had trauma. Everyone had fucked up beliefs and shit that came from some incident or some story. Everyone's got stuff that's happened to them. That's fucking funny. Everybody, you may not be know how to look for it or mind it, but you have, I know you have it because you're, you know, we all do. So, um, so after that, and it was a really profound experience. And it was quite healing because some of the people came up to me and they're like, yeah, I never really told that story. And I was a bit ashamed of it. And I, it was great just to share. And everybody laughed and I realized who gives a fuck, you know, who gives just a story happened years ago. And I, and I laughing at it, I realized it doesn't have power over me. And a part of my mind just went, huh? Well, that's interesting. That is interesting. And it was so fun. The next year I just did it again. And one of my works was, I'm going to do this thing. I mean, who wants to learn a little bit of comedy? And I just started doing it. But as I was doing that, I was also going deeper and deeper into my own personal journey of healing. I did something called primal therapy, which is really powerful, where you really deal with your childhood shit on a deep level. I did a week-long intensive course on that shit. A lot, a lot came out, Ooh, a lot of anger and frustration, crazy, crazy stuff. And I was doing more meditation. I was having more, more awakening experiences. So eventually, uh, it just got to the point where it's at now, where I'm just like, okay, let's bring this course online. I got a really good format. Let, let, let's expand it. And what it is, is it, honestly, it, I call it comedy therapy because I thought it sounded cool and interesting. But I could have just called it authentic communication uh, and, and, and uh, self-expression or what I could have called it a million one things. Mm -hmm. It's really about communication. It's about how do you meet somebody and show them who you truly are. And even before that, how do you, how do you dig up all those stories and beliefs and some of the shit that's happened to us that, that's keeping us down and make peace with it and heal it? And joke about it so you realize, hey, man, we're all fucked. We all have shit. We all got fucked up stories and experiences and being bullied and not fitting in and having self-doubt. Everybody, what human being doesn't have some of that shit? We all have some of that shit. So when you dig into that stuff a little bit, but in a fun and loving way, we do some exercises where you get vulnerable. You share some of those fears. You hear other people's fears. You hear other people's worries. You see what I'm saying? So we, we share and we grow as a group as we start looking at these stories and going, hey, that's kind of funny. How do we make it more funny? How do we add a punchline? Let's exaggerate this part of it. Let's look at other comedians and their styles and see what resonates with us. Let's, let's look at other clips of comics and see where they're coming from and how we can you know, develop our own act. So by the end of the eight-week course, not only are you comfortable and you know who you are because you know you got your, you're just okay with your story more, you have a funny way of expressing who you are authentically, truly showing who you are, you see? And when you show that vulnerable side of yourself, including the dark stuff and the shit and fucked up stories, people relate to you because you're real. You're a real human being with shit. And they go, oh, cool. 
I'm not the only one that's got shit. This guy's shit. We're both fucked up. Awesome. We can be friends. That's how you connect to people through your pain because it's real. Not through pictures on Instagram. Oh, yeah, this is me at this club. Like, look, at, look at me. I had a bottle of champagne and two chicks. And yeah, that's not real. This is real. Pain is real. My mom kicking the shit out of me and me being homeless for a month on the streets of Toronto in Canadian winter and joking about that. That's real, Robbie. Mm-hmm. That's real. That sounds okay. cold. So that's the course. We, we, di- we, we dig into it. And by the end of it, so imagine, and you, and you go overcome this huge fear, which everybody's got this fear of rejection, fear of public speaking. So at the end of the course, on our digital, on Zoom, you'll do your stand-up show. But also the final, final bonus mission, if you choose to accept it, you sign up at a fucking comedy club. You go out there and you do your stand-up comedy set. And it's very liberating. Very yeah. Liberating. Well, when you, when you told me about it, I was excited because I went to see some stand-up comedy here in Kiev. Um, and it was stand-up in English. And it was the worst stand-up I'd ever been to by, like, light years. Fucking uh, uh, horrendously bad. I'm like, fuck. I, if there's any one place I could do it, it'd be, it'd be here. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to, uh, to participating. And, and I think, I'll, you know, I have the, the chance of being not the worst one. But here's the, here's the beautiful thing. There, there, there is no worst. When you're okay with your story and you're sharing authentically who you are, yeah. the audience connects with you on such a deep level and they're rooting for you so much, you can't fail. Well, that was see, the thing. It's like everyone is rooting for, for people. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, like the, I think even the hecklers in the audience are, I, I don't know, but I'm always rooting for the, the people on stage, sure. like even if they're bombing, you know, it's just, and I think most people are, I don't know, maybe there's some people that are just not, but um but yeah that's kind of the fun of it so, sure, so sure. how do we get involved um when does it so, start so so everything all the info is on infinitemansummit.com but i'll give you a, a special link uh send it to your 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 group your tribe and uh, it starts very soon starts on the sunday but we're recording it so if everybody somebody joins a couple of days late it doesn't matter you'll still get the homework you'll get everything anyway uh but obviously it's, it's good if you can be with us on on the first session eight weeks it'll be uh so far, the plan is every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll do the session. And you know, I like to say it's going to be hour, hour and a half a week, but you know, it might be longer, have the time. And uh, yeah, we're going to work through it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be profound. And you'll, you'll be more comfortable in your own skin being who you are for the rest of your life after this course. That is my, that is my guarantee to you. I believe it, man. I'm in. Um, I'm going to put the link right below this recording. So uh, you guys click that and join us for the course gonna be fucking dope so dude it's been awesome great to meet the, the new sasha maybe one day in person i'll get to get to meet you again in person the new guy because you know the old guy was good maybe the new guy has some more bitcoin tips for me i mean maybe man i i uh geez that was a good time but i'm just not into it anymore you know what i'm saying i don't care <laughs> i don't care i'm too busy doing this thing too busy yep but uh but i might have a new i might have a new it's been awesome. I may have a new uh, book about awakening for you or something like that. That's much more likely. I'll be like, dude, you got to read this book. This book is fucking amazing. That's more likely. That's more likely. But yeah, man, keep doing a good thing. Keep uh, helping the guys. You know, it's beautiful. We're all, we're all here doing that work on some level. You're in it directly. So it's a beautiful thing. And uh, that's it. Yeah, man, it's been fun. And I hope to give you a big hug when I see you somewhere. Likewise. Been, right. uh, dude, thanks so much for, for sharing. And uh, I'm sure everyone watching is is either going to be like, holy shit, I learned so much. This is fucking mind-blowing. Or they'll be like, fuck those idiots. This and motherfucker crazy. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker crazy. Cray. Either way is fine. Okay, my yep. friend. God bless everyone. Love you all. And remember, be good to yourself. Love yourself. 
there's nothing else you need to do, but remember who you are and be good and live your passion. That's it, baby. Okay. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.